Are you looking to make some change this year in your business and maybe your life? If you are, then maybe we should have a chat. You can head on over to speaktopete.com and book in a chat with me and we'll see if we're a right fit. Usually is around improving your communication, improving your process management, and improving your accountability within your business so that we can take away some of the frustration and give you back more freedom. Isn't that why you got into business in the first place? So head on over to speaktopete.com and let's have a chat. The word management itself, nobody wants to be performance managed because the the sound of it is a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to be tapped on your hand or something like yeah. that and, you know, going to be disciplined and it's not that. It also, for people who are afraid to, to come across with the results of their actions, you know, that that can be mm-hmm. sometimes anxiety creating situations for them. And not all managers and not all entrepreneurs are trained how to deal with those discussions. And that's why human resources plays a very important role in kind of handholding managers and handholding and facilitating those discussions so that they happen in a much more robust manner. It is very easily overlooked to not have a performance management system in most organizations. And it is because nobody wants to be the messenger of bad news. Right. If the performance is poor. Because if the performance is good, nobody ever will have a performance management system. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's Pete. And welcome to another edition of the Simplifying Entrepreneurship Podcast. It's the series designed to provide the tips and tools that will help you cut through the chaos, create clarity, and transform your business and life as a leader. After all, running a business shouldn't be so hard. You just need the frameworks and tools to help you get there. And today, I had the opportunity to speak again with our recurring guest, Vi Hadihanan. We're going to talk about human resources, you know, HR, the soft part of our business, the most important part, in my opinion, of our business, people. And we're going to talk a little bit today about performance management. You know, how are you ensuring alignment of your team's performance? And what is your process for performance management? Do you even have a process for performance management? All of those kind of things we talk about. And, you know, Vi shares a really fun little story about Santa Claus, too. So you'll want to listen to it here. We'll dig right into our conversation with Vi Hadihanan. Hi, Vi. Welcome back to the Simplifying Entrepreneurship Podcast. It's a pleasure to have you back again. Hello, Pete. So good to see you again. Yeah, it is. And, you know, I'm excited, as always, when I talk to you about the topics that we talk about. And today, it's all around the idea of performance management. And so many of our listeners are sort of small to medium-sized businesses and may not really understand what performance management is. Mm -hmm. So why don't you kick us off by just giving us a little sort of description of what is performance management? So if you just break up the words, performance is is any action, and that is directly connected to a result. So in terms of an organization, it's managing your actions so that you're able to achieve desirable results. And how do you manage your actions, your behavior, your results is what performance management is all about. Yeah, no, I think that's great. How would you separate them between what a smaller organization would do for performance management and what a bigger organization would do for performance management before we kind of get rolling with some of the other stuff? You know, when you're a smaller organization, which most entrepreneurial organizations begin to start off as a smaller organization, performance management is usually the first 
or the second thing or easily overlooked thing in any organization. Yeah. And that is not because it's a deliberate thing to, oh, yeah, we don't need it. It's it's more because the results are very obvious. Whether you are succeeding, whether your actions are showing immediate results or you're going in the right direction or not, your results are very immediate and very obvious. And because this team is very similar, the collaboration and the coordination works much better. And mm-hmm. that's why there is no basic necessity to be able to implement a performance management program or a system. And that's why it gets overlooked. It's not a deliberate effort. And it's the same thing is, you know, if if there is a failure or if some of your results are not desirable, the course correction happens way too quickly. So, you know, it means that, okay, we don't need it. We don't need to performance management someone's behavior or someone's performance. So what is the need to implement a program or a system? We don't need one. We are good. (laughs) When do you think people need one and when should they start looking at this and how do they start to implement one? Ideally, if I were if I were a teacher, then I would tell you that you need it like on day one because um, <laughs> because I agree. By the way, <laughs> yes, because you know when when you're introducing it much later in your employee life cycle or in your organization life cycle, it comes across as a band aid solution. You are already trying to repair something that's broken, and that's a negative side of performance management. Mm-hmm. When you're being more proactive, and it, it, it kind of comes with a positive connotation when you're doing it right from the get-go, that, you know, this this is a performance-driven, it, it will even impact your culture. You are a performance-driven culture. You are a performance-driven organization. It, it gives you a very good starting point that, you know, yes, we are all worried about results, and we are going to achieve it together. It's more collaboration that way. So what are the three main things that you need to begin doing to get the ball rolling for people that haven't implemented already and they're ready to say, and they're listening to this and they're saying, you know, I really do need to get going on that. So you don't need a big jazz program or anything like that. You know, you just need your human touch points and and be human. Everyone needs a little bit of tap on the shoulder. Everyone needs a little bit of, you know, a comforting hand. Everyone needs a little bit of feedback and critique so that they can get better. When the tone is set as in we are all growing together and we are all in it together, performance management becomes just more easier. When you're a smaller organization, it actually is much more easier to kind of build something which is just around the framework of what is more important in terms of the organization's vision itself and values itself. So if you know as an organization you want to reach a goal of one billion, you have to just keep that one billion or one million goal in mind and have a trickling effect so that the goals can trickle down to the other areas of the business. And then it becomes a shared goal that together we achieve the one million or one billion, whatever the target is for the organization. You know, one of my favorite business gurus, let's call him Zig Ziglar, and Mm -hmm. I like to share quotes and stuff like that, but he said, research indicates that workers have three prime needs, interesting work, recognition for doing a good job, and being let in on the things that are going on in the company. And you were just talking about that whole recognition and everybody needs a pat on the back and things like yeah. that. What do you think about those three parts? Yes, that those are the most three important thing. But then that is only when you're talking about performance management as a whole, the, the piece that you spoke about only relates to one of the variables in the whole performance management piece. So right. if you're talking about an entire formula, and this is right out of my book from university, it is declarative knowledge, which is if you're going to be a doctor or an engineer, when you're out of your university, you know exactly how to be a, a doctor. You know the basics of what to yep. cut and what tools to use and so on and so forth. And 
Then when you come out of university, you get into an organization, they teach you the procedural knowledge. What are the implications of being in an organization? What's the framework? What are the implications of working in a union collective agreement as far as the HR professional is concerned? The procedural knowledge also really talks about the systems that you're going to be using, the software that you're going to be using. And the last variable is motivation. Okay. Right. So yeah. it is declarative knowledge times procedural knowledge times motivation. If any of these three variables is a zero, the net performance is going to be a zero. Simple math there. <laughs> yeah, very, very simple math. So even if somebody is like a 10 on 10 on declarative and procedural knowledge, if their motivation is zero, they don't want to get up to come to work. Guess what? <laughs> so, so, you know, there's not going to be any results that you're going to be assessing them on. So the piece that you spoke about, you know, people need interesting work. They need a, need a little bit of uh, love and care falls in the motivation aspect of it, which is also now divided into some people are intrinsically motivated. Some people need external motivation right so the external motivation is what the organization is responsible to provide employees with and we are more moving towards the external motivation factor as we grow in organizations which is both good and bad i i have my own views on that but you know we're getting there tell us quickly sort of your own views with regards to that you know when you were saying it's good and bad what are one or two good things and what are one or two bad things the bad things I would call that out first is you can't really you can take a horse to drink water but you can't really get it to drink water is is the really bad thing you how do you motivate how do you really kind of get into that internal aspect of it because you are constantly there is a lot of efforts that go go into you know having an employee to succeed you know there's a lot of hand holding there's a lot of care there's a lot of empathy that goes into making sure that the employee is really intrinsically motivated and the results usually at least in my experience has not been very encouraging now the flip side to it does maybe we are not doing something right that could be completely possible but you know when you've tried five out of the seven tricks that you have and you still fail then you know we don't know what to do really the good thing about it is that Organizations have really, really come to understand the real impacts of on employees uh, about, you know, the work culture, the work tools that you provide, the overall, you know, happiness quotient in an organization. Yeah. And, and I think that's a big, big plus, you know, working yeah. with organizations, they the employees need very simple things, you know, if you're perceived as being consistent, if we are as an organization perceived as being fair, and we are perceived as being compassionate, then that's a big win in itself. Yeah, I love those. Like to go back one more time here, Vi, mm-hmm. with your formula. And can you sure. give us the formula one more time? Sure. It's declarative knowledge, which is the truths, the facts, the actual stuff, the know-how, right? Yeah. Times procedural knowledge, which is what you learn in an organization when you get into yeah. an organization, the organization programs, the systems, the laws, what you learn how to do your job in a particular procedure, times mm-hmm. motivation. Yeah, that's great. And I love the fact that if any one of those is zero, it's a zero. It- just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't add up. It doesn't. You know? So yeah. that's that's my big learning here for the day today. I really appreciate that great framework that you've put it into. Were there any other things that you wanted to chat about here today on performance management? I would definitely like to speak a little bit more on, you know, on organizational attitude. 
In yeah, terms, let's get into that. Yeah, in terms of not wanting a performance management system. So, and a couple of other, you know, behaviors that entrepreneurs can look out for within themselves mm-hmm. as a collective organization and within employees as well, right? For managers, right. some cool tricks and tips, I would say. So, yeah, awesome. Performance management is, you know, the word management itself. Nobody wants to be performance managed because the it has a the sound of it is a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to be tapped on your hand or something like yep. that and you know going to be disciplined and it's not that it also for people who are afraid to to come across with the results of their actions you know that that can be mm-hmm. sometimes anxiety creating situations for them and not all managers and not all entrepreneurs are trained how to deal with those discussions and that's why human resources plays a very important role in kind of handholding managers and handholding and facilitating those discussions so that they happen in a much more robust manner it is very easily overlooked to not have a performance management system in most organizations and it is because nobody wants to be the messenger of bad news right if the performance is poor because if the performance is good nobody ever will have a performance management system yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i it's, understand it's when you have oh it's time for your appraisal and we suddenly remembered that although we have a program because you've performed poorly that's the trend unless there are organizations that are big huge and you have a process that is set in place but even when those organizations were much smaller i bet you that they did not have a proper performance management system yeah. because they were getting the results nobody cared about poor behavior Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, that is that is one thing that that young entrepreneurs or people who are new in in business should always consider to have some form of a framework. I'm not saying have a, you know, every three months check in or coaching Mm -hmm. or feedback sessions. Just have it once in a year, have it once in six months. That would be ideal. Or at least the bare minimum would be once in six months. So you can course correct. You can course correct. The employee has a chance to course correct. The employee has a view as to where I should have been and where I am and what I need to do to buck up, basically. Exactly. Yeah. That's one thing that I would strongly recommend for organizations. And from an employee perspective, you know, what managers could probably look out for. Have you heard about the Santa Claus behavior syndrome? (laughs) I haven't. That's a new one for me. Do you have good speed? (laughs) (laughs) You know, when kids, when they are closer to Christmas or it's closer to their birthday, they are in their best behaviors. Mm -hmm. Similarly, employees are at their best behaviors right before appraisal time. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's... I can totally see that. <laughs> so, I love that analogy. <laughs> so when you want to do a, a just once in a year kind of a performance appraisal, you have to be very cognizant of the Santa Claus behaviors that you're going to be coming across from employees. Right. You know, they'll be their best behaviors. They'll show up on time. They will mm-hmm. do extra work. They will mm-hmm. do, you know, so many different things to be just on your face. And you either forget everything that they have done in the past eight months or 10 months, or you just don't remember them. Or, you know, yeah. you just remember the most recent incidents. <laughs> exactly. No, I so, get that. That's a, that's a great <laughs> thing to look out for, for sure. Yes. And, and similarly, unfortunately, some managers, I wouldn't say all of them, most managers get fooled by the Santa Claus behaviors, but some managers are the reverse of it. Okay, now is your appraisal time. I am going to be looking at the clock and seeing what time you're coming into office, what time you're coming yeah. to work, so on and so forth. So, you know, it, it, it's got both these sides to it. So uh, yeah. I think our job uh, collectively to kind of make sure that managers 
are aware of those Santa Claus behaviors. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. That's, uh, I, <laughs> right. I love that one. That's great. And, you know, I think that's a good place for us to end our conversation here today. And I just mm-hmm. wanted to you know, do you have any final words here before we kind of head out and we'll give get everybody your information and everything too? Is there anything we missed here in the last minute or so? No, I think I think we are good. You know, we we, we shouldn't overload our listeners with a whole <laughs> lot of HR techniques and, and Well, they I had some we... fun too with Santa, so. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there you go. <laughs> well, thanks so much, Vi. And you know, as always, always want to let everybody know how they can reach out to you if they have any further questions or if they want to get in touch with you, maybe for some more information or to learn more about what you do. I'm easily available on email. My email address is vaish32 at yahoo.com. I usually respond to my emails within 24 hours. So feel free to give me an email. And about what I do, I do the most fun part of my life, which is my work and, and working with people, which is the most fun part of what I do. Yeah, it's it's awesome. And I so much appreciate all the wisdom that you've helped us out. Learning more about human resources and all the the soft parts of our business here in our series that we've had together on the Simplifying Entrepreneurship Podcast. Really look forward to our next conversation up and coming too. So I'll say bye for now, Vi, and we'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon, Pete. Take care. Well, thanks for spending some time with Vi and I here today. Think about how you can apply today's simplifying entrepreneurship topic of performance management into your business. And you're probably already doing some of this, but how can you make it even better with some of the tips and tools and things that Vi brought up here today and we discussed? How can you put it into action? As soon as we get off this podcast, you want to be writing down a couple of quick wins, the low-hanging fruit, so that you can have an even better business and entrepreneurial life. When you have a wonderful team around you and they're happy, you're happy, life is better for you as the manager and owner of the business. Always remember, clarity creates confidence and confidence ignites momentum. So if you like the podcast, please share it with your friends, invite them to listen, and most of all, subscribe to it so that you can hear future episodes. For more information on my coaching and leadership programs, visit more.coach, that's M-O-H-R dot C-O-A-C-H, more.coach, or you can email me directly at Pete at more.coach. And until next time, make it a great day. An ironic media production. Visit us at ironicmedia.com.